Hi, it's Ken from Mongaku.du. I just wanted to come in before the actual episode starts and kind of preference. Well, as you see for the title, it should say part one. And there's a reason for that. The actual episode ran across five hours. And to kind of make all of you guys go through that is kind of a, a hard thing to do so we decided to make this into a three-parter episode which will sp split across the next couple of days to the next week or so so hopefully you'll enjoy this thing we talked about our favorite artists and went over everything in our corners um, articles that you'd like for the site so yeah and without further ado, you can check out everything. Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to a very special episode of Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of June 21st, 2019. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. And Gray. What's happening, dude? And once again, our very special guest, Renford. Hello, everybody. Hello. Yay, we're all here. Yay! Everyone's here. No one died. Yay. Not yet. Oh. <laughs> Jodan, Jodan. Oh. Oh. Well, <laughs> if you guys don't know, this oh. is our uh, very special episode. It's our Music Corner episode, so we are going to be talking about all 40 artists that we did for Indie Corner and now Music Corner, and we'll be going over every single one of them, so enjoy that. And we'll be talking about our top five with some honorable mentions later on in the show so hopefully if you guys really do like our music corner and all the stuff that we do for music corner you'll really appreciate this podcast because a couple of them i haven't gone back to ever since we did our initial review back in october or september what was it luna i think it was october yeah right yeah i think it was october right around then so, mm -hmm. a lot of things happened. A lot of things has changed since then. Some bands have actually disbanded, and some have actually just fell off the face of the earth, and we'll get to that when we get there. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, start from the beginning here and talk about Emerald, our very first group that we did for Music Corner. And they, if you guys don't remember, they are kind of a funk jazz style type of band that was made a couple years back and you know the first thing is when we initially did their indie corner they just released their album like i want to say a couple months prior and everything was up i really did like a couple of their songs but we haven't heard a peep from them and then all of a sudden now they started dropping a new album or new mini album and it's really good. I actually got really back into them because of this. So, Gray and Renford, since you guys are kind of the newcomers here for this this time around, because, Gray, you missed the last episode, so 
Yes, that is correct. I was. I kind of want to hear poke your guys's brain of how you guys feel about this artist. Gray, why don't you go first? Well, I'll say Emerald's song "Step Out." I really, really like that particular song. I love the way that the vocals complemented the music. I thought they blended together really well, and they do have a very interesting and unique sound. And they're not typically things that I listen to or listen for, but they are an enjoyable group, and I do like them a lot. Yeah, so um, Emerald, in a lot of ways, I feel like they blend a bit of the old with the new. They have that whole loungy city pop slash neo soul type of sounds that you know a lot of artists that we've covered also have. But I feel like there are clear undertones in a lot of their songs that have uh, kind of vibes of that band Fishmans. If if people are familiar with them, if people don't know who they are, Fish. they are kind of like a um, I guess I'm, they have like a, they're like they're like a cult following uh, sort of dub band from the '90s. They did like this sort of um, dream pop dub sort of hybrid, and they got you know really recognized for that. And they've influenced a lot of bands in our current age. Uh, Emerald takes a lot of influences from them, and in fact, uh, the lead singer Nakano Yosuke, he sounds similar to the late uh, singer for the Fishmen, Sato Shinji, mm-hmm. has that sort of really high like vo- voice and a similar delivery. And the rhythm section also has a simple sense of repetitive groove. So it also helps that they did a cover of a Fishman song recently as well. So Yeah, I was more surprised uh, another band, about that cover. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a really good cover. Uh, and I, when I listened to that, I realized, oh, wow, like I can hear the Fishman influences in all their other songs too. Another band uh, that's been getting known recently that... Kind of has a similar sound is that band Cero, mm. who uh, who's released Polylife Multi Soul got a lot of acclaim last year. I think the difference is that their take on or sort of modern Fishman sound is a lot more like eclectic, and uh, there's a lot going on in that release. There's a lot going on in, in uh, Pav like uh, Emerald's music as well, but it's. I guess a lot more straightforward and less segmented. So it's um, got enough complexity to be interesting, but it doesn't demand too much of the listener. So it's really good music to sit back and relax to. My favorite song is uh, Pavlov City. I loved Tokyo. Tokyo is probably one of my favorite songs. And of course, Holiday. Holiday is also a really good song. Mm, yeah, Holiday is a great song too. I want to cook eggs. <laughs> And you, Luna, have have you changed your mind about Emerald since we last talked about them? I don't remember what I said about them last, to be honest. <laughs> I don't, I think my last opinion was they weren't, uh, it's not that I didn't like them, but it wasn't something I was feeling at the time, I guess. Mm. Like, I thought they were really good. This is from what I remember. I don't know. I don't remember yes, what I ate for dinner yesterday, so this just... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I, can sympathize I mean, with now re-listening to them, I kind of forgot about them, to be honest. And I listened to Tokyo first, and I really, really like Tokyo. I thought it really, I thought it stuck out, and I didn't realize how high the, the lead singer's vocals were. Mm-hmm. So you really heard that in, like, Yudameki, 
Oh yeah, he sings really high. So it's it's a little yeah. it's, it's different from like some other vocalists in these sorts of bands, right? Yeah, that's what surprised me. I'm like, holy cow, he has a really good vocal range. So that surprised me, and I like the relaxing sound of it because it gave me that chill vibe. Mm. And that's my that's what I've been into lately is some of the chill vibes. So they piqued my interest this time around more than they did last time. I tell you this much: I wish I could grow my hair out just as long. What's stopping you? <laughs> my workplace. Work. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well. Like, I, I've been growing out a beard and a mustache, and they've been kind of getting at me about that. See, genetics is stopping me from growing anything out. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, as we move on from Emerald, let's move on to Casa here. And a lot of things actually changed since we talked about Casa. First and foremost, when we initially talked about them, their site was like nothing. All their songs were on SoundCloud. Now they have a full-on production. Everything is funded. And they have like three music videos up right now on their site. They also won the Battle de Egg competition earlier in the year. So that's a really good thing with them because then they're guaranteed like a, like at least funding from, like I believe, Universal for like more music stuff. And That's really good. Yeah. And I, I just, I just love you know their style and how much emotion that they put into their songs it's i know it might be a little off-putting for some people but you know the the type of style that you know they have is so moving and i just i love that i love that all so much how would you describe their style? Because I couldn't pinpoint it. I put, I kind of guess maybe alternative pop, but I didn't know how to exactly say what style of music they were. Uh, I mean, I, I would have put a rock. Rock would have been a decent indicator yeah, there. Yeah, I, I, th- I think rock works. Some sort of like alternative rock, maybe. Because they had a heavier song, such as 22 was a lot heavier than I felt. Uh, they Solidi was, but I just I'm like, how do I describe this? I'm not sure. Yeah, I spent a lot of time trying to think of like a good genre to pinpoint them under, but I the best I could come up with was alternative rock. So, <laughs> but yeah, how would you guys like this band now? I remember specifically for you, Gray. You didn't really like their style that they did. Because they're very emotionally driven because of that. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it always goes to show, like, what mood and mindset you have when you listen to things really affects your opinion of them sometimes. Because I actually wound up really, really liking them when we we did the update. I, I love the lead vocalist. It's very stunning vocals. And I, I guess is just... I mean, I was at that moment in time, I, you know, their their style just hit, was good and it suited me, right? And yeah, no, I, I love it. I, I I will say you got to admire their dedication to that slow, methodical pace style that they do do. No, not every band makes that their thing. Yeah, so I, listening to Casa, I, 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 for every song, I can always feel the... The real like genuine emotional weight behind the words being sung by the lead singer, uh, Rui Ogawa. 
and I really feel like the emotional, like almost pain in her voice, right? So like 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 y'all mentioned, they're a very emotional band, and I feel like a lot of the emotions being conveyed are like just trying to grasp for some sort of like semblance or like way to cope with like bot like bottled up thoughts and emotions, like a lot of regrets and whatnot, right? In fact, I feel like an emotional theme. Just try like trying to listen to the, the lyrics and what they were singing about as well, is just you know, dissatisfaction with like how things are, like not being able to say what they really want to say, all those kind of things, that just kind of point to wishing that things could be different from how they actually are. So yeah, I, it's pretty emotionally heavy, but um, I think they're really good at what they do. So I enjoyed my favorite song by them was. Yume Yume Utsu, I think that song was very emotionally heavy. So mm. <laughs> I really re-listening to them. I I really liked the emotion they put toward their songs. I thought it was like beautiful, but you know it had that painful side to it. And I love the lead singer's vocals as it just went really well with the sound of the music is she had that great upper that great I'm trying to think of how to describe it I guess her you know her emotions and the music and the composition just mix so well together so I, I really like uh, De was my favorite one I think I translated that right or tried to mm. yeah 20, so. 22 is probably my favorite song it, I've, I've always loved that song specifically even if when they had it only on soundcloud i was like you know this is probably one of their best songs that they have and not to knock the other the other songs and the other ep that they just released you know I, i'm really looking forward to what they have and i'm i'm hoping that they'll kind of make it big because it is a niche market if you're a, a kind of slower slower band more emotionally passionate looking band so mm -hmm. i i really hope that you know they pick it up they won the battle of the eggs competition which is really really good eggs if you guys don't know is a really popular it's like the soundcloud of japan where it's a lot of indie artists so but yeah moving on to from casa is <laughs> oh babysitter Scandal 2.0, as I lovingly call them. No, that makes sense. I would, I would agree with that assessment. <laughs> yep, same. Yeah, so they've it's 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 interesting for them. <laughs> it's very very interesting for them because they're very much like Scandal. They are a four-member rock band. They have everything going for them, yet they've never really picked it off. In my mind. <laughs> They have some success, and it's like hardcore, like really hardcore. If you, if you guys, mm -hmm. if you guys don't know, they tried to fund their own thing, and they got it like within like t two days, I think, <laughs> two or three. Yeah, days. it was basically a Kickstarter for, I believe, um, a music video, right? Yeah, yeah. But two days—that's not too bad. That's that's a pretty good time span. There's a lot of Kickstarters that never even hit their goals, so. Two days is pretty. Yeah, good. I think they, they they have a really dedicated um like fan base. I yeah, think, so. it they needed to have reached at least twenty thousand dollars, and it, they got it within four days, and one hundred thirty five people supported them. 
Wow. Yep. <laughs> Not bad. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. The fans are mm-hmm. hardcore. So, but besides that, they haven't released much. I'm wondering what's going to be the next thing for them. Sometimes the they, songwriting process just takes a while. They they released the sample track of this song called Saya, Sayanara uh, Kuchibiru back a couple months back. But, you know, besides that, there's nothing much that I can say. Renford, how did you like this band? So, at first, like, to be honest, I didn't feel like anything stuck out to me. Like, I was really reaching for, I guess, good things that I could say about Babysitter. But ever since then, kind of sat on it for a little bit. And I think I really like them now. So, the first thing that I thought of when I heard them was that they remind me of a mellower, female-fronted version of Cinema Staff. I guess... Just the way that their compositions are written, they use similar like chord chord voicings and lead guitar tones, and they both have kind of almost mathy elements at times for like the lead guitar and like transitions from like uh, as far as dynamics go. But they always ground it just short of that, um, and the chorus is always you know very like straightforward, like almost I guess like alternative rock, and so. There's always a lot going on in the background behind the vocalist's voice, but it's, I feel like her voice, the, the, the timbre of her voice, she has a kind of a, like a steady, soothing voice. It really balances it out. So, um, yeah, I found myself humming their songs just um, without realizing it. And at that point, I guess I realized I started to like them. So, Goddamn Kyun 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 no Dashte Syndrome. <laughs> So, what about you, Gray? I, like I said, I called him Scandal 2.0, and I know how much of a Scandal fan you are. Yeah, girl rock bands are a real weak point for me. I, they don't have to do, be doing a whole lot for me to typically like them. And uh, Babysitter really isn't much different. I like the lead singer's vocals, the lead guitarist and bassist have a really good musical sense and music timing. I just liked everything I heard by them and I really want to see more by them in the future um so I really liked them they remind me of of course they remind me of Scandal and Zone you know the typical girl rock band I did like the lead vocalist and I think the group has really catchy songs just like Rentford said and even if you you know they seem kind of generic at first but then they songs get stuck in your head and you change your tune a little bit I'm kind of curious to see where they're going to go from here because I thought they would take off a lot more and they haven't, so... Yeah, they've been kind of stagnant, honestly. Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, what happened? What's going on with them? Because I thought they would do really good, especially being, like, Scandal, who's could, done very, very well. Could, could so. it be the name? I mean, that if you type in, like, Babysitter and, like, Google, YouTube, what like, you know, 982 things pop up besides them... So they're they're a little hard to find if you want to go and research them more. Like you really have to do. Same with a lot of the other. I had that same issue with a lot of other groups too. So no, I do agree. The name plays a big part in it if you can't find them. Well, we'll get to that naming part in a second with another band here because 
literally that band you can't find anything on them unless we redirected you to them because they there's a bunch of other things it's a proper it's like a proper noun so like it's 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 something that is very very common <laughs> yeah yeah i know what you're talking about already so, I, I don't yeah. for whatever reason <laughs> we'll get to them <laughs> okay yes but yeah you know babysitter it's it's scandal 2.0 and hope, hopefully they'll do well i've i have a bet i have a good thing that this year is going to be their year once they got their funding for their their music video because twenty thousand. I, I wish we could do that <laughs> get twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a lot from only 135 people hey, yeah. the day is coming the day is coming the day of reckoning is here <laughs> But yeah, continuing on up, it is Hank. So, I'll let you guys talk about this first, cause I I have, I have things that I'll I'll say I'll mention. But if you if you guys want a, a small breakdown of who they are, originally they were a four member band. They've lost, I believe, their drummer, if I'm remembering correctly. I believe it's the drummer. No, it was the bass player. It was the bass player. And they're they're probably one of my favorite bands on this list. When I had originally found them to do Indie Corner, this and the next band we'll get to was the reason why I decided to do this a lot more. And yeah, yeah, with that, you know, they've released a new single and a new album this past week called Crossing. So I already am going to get that. I am going to buy several copies <laughs> just to support them. But yeah, why don't you guys go, Luna? Why don't we start with you first? So I, you really got me into them, Ken, because Access is what jump started them for me, and I love that song so much that I did buy their Bypath album. And I actually bought that in February of this year because I'm like, I really enjoy their style. I like the combination of jazz and R&B fusion. Just how the their vocalist fits so well with their type of music is really good. And I actually really like their new, their new song, Crossing. I felt that it had, you know... The same style they had before, but just a little tweak with it. But I need to pick up that album as well, because Bypath is fantastic. It was a great... I I just... This is a band that I had no idea who they were until we did Indie Corner on them. And they jumped up to my list pretty fast. Yeah, so... Jeez. Just like Ken said, um, I think this... Ink might be one of the my favorite bands on this list. Uh, well, I guess we'll get to the rankings later on. But um, yeah, so their sound. Uh, I guess they're a band that will always make you want to move. But compared to the other artists that make really danceable city pop, I feel like there's a lot more subtle thought- thoughtfulness going on behind every song. Like the drummer, uh, Yasuyuki Sugawara in particular. I guess as a drummer, I feel like he... The way... He just he approaches it as really interesting because he's always adding in little variations to his creative beats and fills. But it he's never like distracting or detracting from the rest of the song. It's just always like subtle changes that make it in, like add a little bit of flavor. 
Uh, nothing ever distracts it from the vocalist, uh, now Moni's voice. Uh, and sa same goes for the guitar player, uh, Jun Okuyama. I feel like there's a lot of nice interplay that goes on between the guitar riffs that he plays as well as the as well as um now's like keyboard but there's nothing that feels overpowering so there's a lot of balance going on with their sound and there's also a really classic quality i feel to um now's uh smooth like clear voice i feel like it's really reminiscent of the sort of voice that you know city pop singers back in like the 80s kind of had but they have like really like impeccably tight execution with their sound and uh they add in all these like neo soul elements so it sounds really modern um i personally love everything well i've listened to all like every song they've put out so far uh my favorite release is probably the tetra ep which came out in 2018. Mm. Um, my favorite song on there is lazy pool yeah i think yes. they there's a very interesting like um i guess guitar riff in there so yeah i think they're a class they're a class a act and they're really worthy of their recent signing to p vine and i'm really looking forward to see what happens to them hope they take off and with that how about you gray i guess i'll be the voice of dissent <laughs> Oh no! Me, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it back up after that. <laughs> that that's what I'm saying. Just because I'm, I'm I think I'm the only person that's not absolutely in love with them, which is cool. But I've str I struggled back and forth all week about this because it, it was really really difficult for me. Because on one hand, I kind of like how smooth they are, and I really do like the vocalists and the way that she sings, and I love the sound that she produces. But at the same time. I, I had a hard time finding the music that to really like speak to me and move me in any direction. Like, like every time I listened to it, every time I listened to one of their songs, it felt like noise, not so much music. And it sounded like music, but it didn't feel like music to me. And I it just like I just I wasn't able to connect with it on a, on an intuitive level for me. That just made me go, yes, this is this is exactly what I want to hear and this is exactly what I want to listen to and I I like I struggled and I struggled I listened to every song that I could find on Apple Music I listened to Access like three times like I really fought and and really dealt with some demons on this one uh this one and another one we'll talk about later it, it's they they're very talented and there's things that they do that I like but at the same time they, they, I, I, I had a really hard time you know to call it just that. noise is kind of <laughs> I, I don't mean I'm, that's that's not that's not what I mean and I'm sorry it's no, it, it, it's fine it's fine it's fine I'm just I'm just ribbing you don't worry oh. I'm just... <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm having a hard time like describing how it felt to me as I listened to it because like it's like music music moves you in, in some manner or capacity to, at least to me and that's what it that's what I for me that's what I need in order to like it and and right. I just didn't or, find this or, or, yeah it, just, or it doesn't like in this case for you right yeah it's 
I, I and it's one of those it's one of those groups I wanted to like because everything about them on the on the page I would love them. What's then, what's funny is like when we did this last time you said you really really liked them and that's what boggles my mind honestly. <laughs> mindset mood I just I I don't know I don't remember what my mindset was last time. I, I do like access and access is a good song and that, 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 you know, that, that is my favorite, but overall it's just, I, I don't know. I, 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 w- I wish I liked them more than I do. <laughs> sorry. Me out now. I'm sorry. Great. Oh, great. No, great. Great. No, th- thank you for, thank you for your, your, your honest feedback. All I have to say is, uh, what's got some of this sounds like it was a, a struggle. <laughs> so thank you for your hard work. <laughs> thank you. Well, and, and, you know, it's, I, like, like I said, like, any, anytime, like, we talk about a group or one, like, I genuinely want to like them. I'm not looking for reasons to hate things, but it's just sometimes, well, like, now the I music am. doesn't move. Now I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, yeah, you know, for, for me, Ink is probably one of my favorite bands on this group. And, you know, it's not just noise to me, my friend. <laughs> It's it's real to me, goddammit. It's real to me. <laughs> real poor choice of words, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. You know, Ink, Ink is really good. And I'm sad that they were down a member because of this when the, when they signed on to Bevine, but it is what it is. Some some things have to move, so to speak. M- maybe you just really like the basis. Is that the reason why? It's possible. It's very possible. Because <laughs> I, I did check out Crossing, and I, I, ooh, I did not like that at all. So he, he can. You play bass. Yes. If, <laughs> so so are you saying you player. love me? Oh, man, I feel so loved. No, you're saying there's a job <laughs> opening in ink. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to pick up keyboarding. In in a couple couple oh, spots yeah. down. Okay, <laughs> we'll we talk get about there. that further down the list. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, you know, Ink is really good, and uh, we'll just move on to Layla here before I, you know, I get triggered. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I, honestly, I'm kidding. I don't really give a flying rat's patoot. <laughs> but yeah, Layla is a four member, f- another four member female vocal leading band here. Well, they're only now the f- one of the other four member female leading bands here, and they've been dropping a lot of things, and I've been really looking forward to it. They re- dropped Emma right around the time that we did the last episode. They also dropped another EP shortly after, which I've been just kind of humming along to right now. But yeah, with that, let's uh, start with you, Gray. Yeah. I actually really really like Layla. I love the lead vocalist. You, like you can really hear like the passion and the emotion in her lyrics and and, and in the like the way she conveys the uh not the sound the the song and how she's how she sings and like for me personally, I think that's like the big selling point of Layla is just like your like the listener's ability to connect to her. Everything else surrounding her is also really good, like the music and everything around her is good. But I think the selling point specifically for me personally is the lead singer. I, I just really, really liked her and like what she was able to deliver. Yeah, and what about you, Luna? Have your thoughts have changed about Layla the last time? Um, no. I 
actually still really like Layla, and I will I will say because I loved up the oh my god I cannot talk tonight Apatono Nakade, but Emma is so good and that tied it for me with Apatono Nakade. I I just love Ariake's vocals in it. She is a really unique voice, and to me it stands out. Because of how her vocals are, they're a little bit higher, but she also has this deep tone with that higher voice, that higher pitch, which is what really drew me to her. And I love the different feels to their music because it's, it's gives me some good energy and I think that's what makes me really enjoy them. And I still really, really like Layla and I look forward to, a, to their new EP. I need to check that out. Yeah, so Leila, I really, I also really enjoyed uh, Apato no Nakade and um, all the other songs that they put out. That's my favorite song by them for sure. But um, yeah, I guess I drew some comparisons in my mind between them and Casa, just because, you know, they're both, you know, pretty emotionally kind of heavy bands. Mm-hmm. Um, with a, uh, I mean, there are differences in their sound, right? So I guess if Casa could be categorized as an emotionally heavy band, Leila's kind of an emotionally gritty band. Like, both do that sort of alternating soft, loud dynamics in their songs, and they both sing with a lot of emotional conviction. But I feel like Layla's um, notably noisier, in a good way. I'm not, 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 not noise, but you know, like, the, their songs <laughs> are a lot more, like, like, like this. Hey, that's distort- my line. Like, you, there's a lot more, like, uh, like, uh, sort of, like, textures going on, right, regarding, like, creating, um, he- like heavier distortion sounds yeah. in the back that kind of linger around with the guitars mm-hmm. and it creates a lot more tension and build up right for like um a lot of their songs and so i feel like like casa does like you know the loud soft stuff but i feel like there's it's even more pronounced with Layla, mm-hmm. especially in like right so i feel like i really like just how much they're able to do like how much tension they're able to build and how like, good they are at like releasing all of it so i think they're a really good band mm. and everything that um luna said as well regarding ayaku's voice i think yeah she has a really unique voice that i enjoy so though i do want that shirt she's wearing in a pato no nakade where it just says uchujin <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> mini alien but yeah yeah late Layla is is a great band, and honestly, like I said, with Ink, they were those two back to back. Finding them and writing about them, I was more comfortable doing corners after that. You 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 all know when I started being a little bit uncomfortable about it, (laughs) but you know they have all their songs streaming on on all the music streaming sites. So go right ahead and go look for them if you guys are interested. Yeah, going on up, it is sweet, sweet, sweet. What is interesting about them is they are a electronica band. And I'm not too sure how to pronouncely categorize them. But what's really good about them, they actually got another band member. Originally, it was just the three of them. But now they have added another actual musician into their, their ranks. And they've done a couple lives here and there they did one more single around i want to say beginning of the year but not too much news after that what did you initially thought of them 
Yeah, so sweet, sweet, sweets. You know, their name is written in all caps, no spaces. Um, and I think they sound like that, you know, <laughs> definitely full of uh, sugar. Uh, I guess, like you mentioned in your indie corner write up about them, uh, the vocalist Sasaki Kano, her um, auto tune process voice sounds uh, reminiscent of other electro pop groups like Perfume and Capsule. But it's even more like exaggerated. It's it's processed to the point that I'd say she sounds more like a vocaloid voice, like Hatsune Miku, than she does like a human. And so I, you know, the instrumental arrangement done by Goto Yohei and Kawaguchi Yukie, it's um, completely electronic. So they are an electropop band. And uh, just like how Kano's voice has been rendered to sound like a vocaloid, their instrumental arrangement definitely takes cues from other electropop vocaloid producers like you know, KZ, um, I guess other producers from that group, Live Tune, if you're familiar with them. So I like how it's kind of like the opposite approach from a lot of electropop vocaloid producers because usually what they're trying to do is they're trying to like take this vocaloid and make them sound human. But it's like the opposite where we're trying to make them sound like the vocaloid. So it's it's really interesting. And the songs themselves are really um, upbeat and really I don't know, full of energy. So... <laughs> I like them. I gotta say, for me personally, I really found this group to be very nostalgic, which is really weird because I had never heard of them until we started covering them. But their song, Go Go Happy Strike In, just sounded something like right out of Katamari Damasi. And I think like my junior year of high school, I did nothing but play that game. So any sort of sound that kind of takes me back to my high school days, I tend to really kind of like, and I really, really liked Sweet Sweet Sweets. Their, their electronic, I feel, can be a tricky genre to get right, and I think they, they have a pretty good handle on it. They, they have a good uniqueness to them, and I, I gotta say, I, I really, really dig them. So this is a band that gave me that nostalgia feel, and I really like the electronica sound. So kind of like with Grey, it brought me back to high school as well. That 90s electronica that I grew up with, and Shida Garu really got me because it was fun, it had good beats, and I, you know, it didn't dawn on me how it reminded me of Vocaloid because it was very you know, auto-tuned, and it didn't hit me till you said anything, Renford. I'm like, yeah, they do kind of sound like that. And some reason, I, I kind of, I did like the sound because I love the beats and how they did the compositions. So I thought it was a lot of fun, and I also loved um, Sugar Magic as it, you know, had that cutesy pop sounds. And just kind of brought me back. I'm really curious to see what else they're going to do. Because I feel like they don't have too many so songs right now. I mean, they have a good amount on SoundCloud. But not as many as I thought they would. Yeah, not not at the moment. So I guess we'll see. Since, uh, like you mentioned, Ken, they, they just recently got a new member, right? Yeah. So they might have something... 
in the future, maybe. Yeah, I I think they've been tra been dropping a couple new tracks in several one man live events, but nothing as of yet. They don't even have like a formal physical release. All of their th stuff has been digital, which I mean, which with with their with their style. I can totally understand that there are digital yeah, bands. Digital so. delivery. <laughs> digital yeah. delivery. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's interesting nonetheless. But with that, let's move on to China. And oh boy. So they did nothing. Like, honestly, they did nothing. <laughs> All the other members do other things and other projects. The only thing that was interesting about them was they are a five member like I don't, I don't folk rock i don't know i, I wouldn't know uh, how chamber that chamber pop <laughs> chamber pop chamber pop yeah style band and they use like a cello and a violin in their songs mm -hmm. which is something of a rarity that you wouldn't usually mm -hmm. hear and they've been doing a lot of solo projects between the members themselves actually the lead singer actually just gave birth <laughs> like I want to say a couple months back, so she, we're not too sure if China's going to be continuing for a bit or if it's going to be put on hiatus, but, you know, they did have an interesting sound that I just loved, and I really, really did hope that they would be doing a lot more than what they have been, but, you know, life gets in the way with that kind of thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what did you think about them initially, Gray? Well, I really, really like China. Their employment of more... I have traditional instruments, but I mean, I, it just depends on what style of music you're talking about when you get into the idea of a traditional instrument. But the older style of instruments like a cello and a violin, you know, that's not something you see every day especially for like a, a rockish band and and I really really like that like I grew up on 80s rock music and I mean don't get me wrong I love guitar riffs as much as the next guy but sometimes you get burnt out on it a little bit and it's really nice to hear something that's different and I think this group particularly shakes that up quite a bit and I really, really like them. And also the vocalist is a really, really good sound to her, too. So this is a group I think I had mixed emotions on originally. But re-listening to them, I love the combination of the violin, cello, the drums, piano. I, I love it, especially hearing the cello and violin. I really enjoy classical music. And it's not something you hear too often. A lot of those instruments utilized in this type of music. So I like what they did with it. I thought they had a really beautiful sound because it had that live orchestra feel to me. So it's not a band I could always listen to because I will say I have to be in the mood <laughs> to listen this to the style of music. But I love Shirebis and Terebino Dorama. I just thought they had a very unique sound that when you hear them, you would remember them. And I remember them for this reason because of the cello. Yeah, so like you mentioned, Ken, um, 
chamber pop with a violin, cello, and the, the occasional full symphony orchestra isn't something I see all that often in the spotlight in Japan. Um, there are a lot more similar groups in uh, the Western music scene, if I can, if, if it's okay for me to, to make references to them. Like, you know, releases like Chicago by uh, Subjin Stevens or Funeral by the Arcade Fire, if you're familiar with those. Um, so China does this sort of sound really well. Especially with their uh, China Philharmonic Orchestra release, it's uh, you know real grounded, those real theatrical, um, and it they just make really good feel good tunes that are great to sing along to. So, I it's a I know it's not I know they're kind of like a side project of China, but I I my favorite song is actually off of the the China Philharmonic Orchestra release. It's um, what was it? Korasu Sanka. Uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's a real like stage production is sort of sort of song, and I really enjoyed that. So, mm. yeah, if you guys are interested, their their other project is the Philharmonic Orchestra, and that employs like a full set orchestra, as the name implies there, and I believe it's like thirteen members or like something a really large number of members for that particular project. And it's interesting that they have that because it's another outlet that they can try and experiment new stuff with. But continuing on is the lovely band, the She's Gone, and oh boy, <laughs> yeah. So they are a four-member rock band. Uh, they've released their first physical single, I believe, this pa- a couple months back, and. Nothing much else. I've been patiently waiting. I love them to death. I love, love, love them to death. And been patiently waiting on what's, what's next for them. So what's interesting enough is, Luna, your, your tone changed with them since the last time we've talked about them. It did. I think I did a 360 because this was a band... I didn't care for it, just wasn't my style. And so I gave them a re-listen as I'm listening to them. I'm like, oh, they're actually not bad, you know? And I'm like, wait, I think this is the one I initially didn't like. So, and I kind of, you know, the name kind of dawned on me. And then I'm like, I don't think I really like them, but I need to give them a shot and listen to more than one song. I think that was my issue before is I did check out a few, but I don't think I checked out enough of their music. So, as going on, as I started listening to more and more of their songs, I changed my tune, and I had to go back and listen to a couple more, and I think the one that really caught my eye is, so I, let me see if I can translate this, because I'm not sure I put the kanji on here. Is it Aimai? Omoyai? Ken? Omoyai? Amoy. Omoyai? Amoy. Amoy, I. Yeah, I believe that's that's the one, right? Wait, hold on. The correct one, yeah. I think so. That's the one that they have a video for, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah, Amoy, I. But I really... Their songs are very relaxing, and I think maybe I was just in mood, the mood for music at that time because lately I've been, I've been listening to more of the relaxing, chill stuff than I usually do. So I feel like for me, sometimes it's mood. 
And if I'm not in the mood for something, I'm probably not going to like it. And I'm thinking maybe that was last time. And I'm glad I gave them that second shot because of their tone and their music. And I'm trying to think. I, I describe, They're a little bit nostalgic to me, too. I guess it's the sound they had as well. And I didn't know how to classify their sound. I guess, like, rock. But... I'm really curious to see what else they'll do because they got me a little bit more interested in them now. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not writing them off yet. <laughs> so they're not gone yet. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the She's Gone. I know um, you and I can have listened to these guys a lot. Um, yeah, so I, I, I would... I think it's uh, good old Japanese yeah, indie rock. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, emo um influence in it so i feel like they're overall very no frills band they don't they're not trying to like uh do genre fusion or anything they're just trying to have a good time while sticking to their guns which is apparent in songs like omoi i and love story where i you know the bassist uh daishi he'll he has some pretty cool stuff he does right he 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 will switch the feel up by adding in like a little two-handed tapping portion or some slap bass here or there but there's nothing that takes away from the overall atmosphere there's a sense of uh coy innocence in their songs both in their lyrics and in the overall atmosphere and i think it it's i i the best way i could describe it was like a feeling of playful melancholy right i think that's maybe what gives them a nostalgic sort of feel um that you were maybe trying to allude to um luna just so yeah i yeah, definitely enjoy listening to the She's Gone. Yeah, no, I really like these guys. They're a solid rock band. They don't do anything particularly unique, but they're very solid in what they do. And if you're looking for a solid rock band, these guys are a safe bet. And I actually really like their song Bakemono. I thought that one was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is a really good song also. But yeah, moving on up is to, oh boy, it, it is Narcritaki. So, me and you are going to actually go see them, River. <laughs> yep, we're going to go see them. I'm super jealous. Can you guys get me some goods, like some Narcritaki goods, so I go to log up my CD, maybe a t-shirt or a towel? You or... can just I come just kidnap to... me and, I, and, and just take me with you. <laughs> I'll fit in your suitcase, I'm small enough. She is small enough. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just want papayas. That's that's all I want. But yeah, you know, Narkaitaki, they they now turned into a five member band because they added their the their keyboardist as a former as a former member. Back then, there she was only there for support, but it's not so much support when you're just in every single freaking video that you're, they have, yeah. every or every single song in general, right? Because the keyboard is such a key element. But. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> she I think she was like, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll do this now. <laughs> and they blew up in a big, big way. And I'm so, so happy about that. I am very, very happy. So, well, I'll be looking forward to their new mini album, Memories. And I am very excited to see them live, you know. And like I said, when I first listened to them, they were the most trolliest ass troll band I ever thought. I thought Mosa was wasn't taking this thing seriously, but no, she sounds exactly like what you see—a like, fully grown twenty-something year old lady, sound like a 
eight-year-old. <laughs> but they have such an interesting sound, and I've loved them ever since. So I'm going to bat baton pass to you, Renford. Yeah, so um, Nekai Toki, you know, of all of the artists that we've covered, I know um, this statistic is brought up a lot. You know, they're, they're the artists that I guess we've kind of got them the most views for. So we caught them at a good time. They're just so unique, right? Like maybe the first time you listen to them, it might be a little off-putting just because, you know, Mosa, the lead singer's voice, uh, it, it, it sounds childish, maybe a little like, uh, not screechy, but you know, it's not, it's not a, it's not what you would traditionally consider a pleasant voice, right? Yeah. That combines with, like, all their songs are pretty chaotic. There's, like, this overblown, like, uh, synth tone going on that's just, like, doo -doo 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 -doo, like, just, like, doing all this stuff, and it's just, like, oh, what the hell is going on? But then you really realize that, oh, they're, um, they really get you into their energy, right? Because they're a really fun band, right? And they have been able to craft this unique sound that I've really never heard from any other groups before and so to be honest I feel like they're gonna blow up like internationally because they kind of match the image I feel like a lot of international fans have when they're like thinking about Japanese like crazy music right like super like sugary super like like kind of you know kind of like wonky but like you know enjoyable pop right so um yeah, really looking forward to go see them. Really lo looking forward to see uh, what they do next. I'm glad that they got that Suntory promotion uh, that I think we covered about, right? So, oh, yeah. that would, uh, Oh, my goodness. That Suntory promotion. They, If you guys don't know, we'll, we'll talk about this on the site, but they, they did this thing where they had to take a note from like a really traditional Buddhist monk like diary or poem and then they had to modernize one of the sayings into that and use that as a theme for a song. Yeah, I've been trying to hit my head with a hammer trying to find other translations properly of how to <laughs> translate all of their things. Oh my goodness, but yeah, it's an amazing song. And I yeah, I'm sad that it won't be on memory uh memories, but I'm looking forward to seeing that on a B-side somewhere. And with that, what about you, Gray? How'd you feel about Narcotaki now? I love Narcotaki, especially because just the energy that they put out, like that gravitates me towards them. I love high energy music and it's it doesn't get much more high energy than Narcotaki. <laughs> like that I mean that's like that's just them and it, they're they're just this fun, quirky group and they they exude personality which is always great mm. and I, I mean personally i've always liked the lead singer's vocals i i do find them appealing and it, it is interesting because you you don't hear that style of singing very often and maybe that's why i like it because it, it just it, it is so distinguished and it stands out and i, I find that a bit refreshing so yeah i, I love mm. narcry talkie they're great. And you, Luna, you are probably one of their biggest supporters from us. <laughs> oh, I freaking love Necri Talkie. Um, as soon as their first album, One, went up for pre-order, you know I pre-ordered that. And I was addicted to that album. Day one, 
I think they're a very talented band, and their lead singer has an extremely unique voice. And like Renford said, it is a little bit childish, but I think that's one of the reasons she stands out so much, and I love her, is because of that. And it they make you want more, because all their songs are fun, they have so much high energy to them, and they put me in a really good mood. It's There's just something about them that stands out. I that I cannot say enough about that first album because I, I can't do a write-up on it. I wanted to review it, but I can't describe it. I can't describe those songs except just to say, go out and listen to it. They're one of those bands you can't describe. You just need to show it to people. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I think yep. it's it's really amazing how like their energy is so infectious. Yeah, it's not really intensive to listen to, right? Like you can listen to them, mm-hmm. like their album, and they they know like when to pick their moments, right? Like there's mm-hmm. just like they're like it's hard to place your finger on it, but they they do this like just wonky like over the top like super like happy pop, but it's like in a way that's really easy to take in, right? So I I don't know, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. I I agree with you that yeah, th- th- it's just something about them that just catches you just catches you and they stick to you mm-hmm. and it's wonderful yep 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 and with that let's continue on to tendre oh boy <laughs> so the last time we've talked about him he just dropped a brand new album his first album all the almighty and that was pretty much a turning point for his career because he got really popular really fast after that. <laughs> and if you guys don't know, he is a he's a vocalist and he used to be the bassist for another band, I believe. And he's been putting all his effort into this project, and that is very much seen because he also got partnered with uh, Honda for their Honda Goes motorcycle collaboration. So. More on that in a bit. But, you know, Tendre has an amazing style that I had initially brushed off when we first did them. But I've done a quick 180 about face about that. And I just love, 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 love everything he's done ever since The Almighty. And Document is probably his, his best song that I've loved. I love Signed. I loved all the releases after that. And I'm looking forward to his brand new mini album that's dropping later on in the year. But it's it's been good all the time now. So, why don't you go 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 gray? What did what did you like about Tendre? If you did like him, for well for me, I one I I think Tendre should be. Sh- selling mellow yellows because i think that that drink perfectly describes his his music style i mean that it's mm. just like <laughs> mellow as it could possibly be which is a little much for me I'm, I'm just not into mellow music but he he is really really good at what he does and i do like his his sound and his voice like because he has a way of harmonizing his voice with the music and it sounds really, really good. And and that that's like my favorite song of his is Sign, because I think that's when it shines the most is in that song. So but 
Yeah, he's just a little. I did like him. Like I said, he's just a little mellow for my for my liking. But I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's 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 still really good. Yeah. So um, definitely uh, going off of what um, Gray Gary is Gray was saying. Uh, yeah. So his voice, so Tender's voice is really gentle and laid back. And I feel like of all the neo soul artists that we're gonna talk about on this list. He really knows how to play to the gentle tones of his singing voice, right? Like he doesn't belt, but he, you know, he doesn't have to, right? Because that it, how he sings definitely perfectly complements the type of music he makes. So, like, what's interesting is like when you're listening to his music, you you get caught up in thinking like, oh, like he he's just a chill out kind of dude. But there are definitely songs that are really um, upbeat, right? Like sympathy. Right, songs that really make you move, but there's still something mm-hmm. intrinsically relaxing and soothing about the tracks, right? Like, like you can move and groove to it, or you can sit back and chill. I think it's all it all has to do with his vocal delivery, right? That's like the main thing that really sets the tone for his his music, and like, yeah, he really has a really gentle like voice, so it's just really easy to listen to. I I, I love Tender a lot. My favorite song is Lately. I think, mm. but um, that was a hard choice. I think I, I don't know. There isn't a single song I I, I dislike. You know, I am probably gonna buy that that vinyl version. I really, really want that vinyl version for Not in Almighty. So yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. So what about you, Luna? Have your thoughts changed about him? I don't remember what my initial thoughts were. Is that bad? <laughs> no. We so to preference this, we placed them dead last on all of our lists. Or near the bottom. We, what? Oh. Yeah, we Yeah, I think him and the she's gone I had near the end. Yeah, we because it was right before he dropped his album and he did nothing to promote it at that time. Mm-hmm. And all that we had on was I believe it was Ride and that song is if you're listening to Ride as your first song, that's kind of a bit much because he goes really out there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I guess I spent a while listening to um, a couple of his things, and I made sure not to start out with Ride again, which I didn't because that wasn't the first one that came up. It was actually Document. And I did change my mind as I think he needs to be higher up on the list now. And he has that, I guess, R&B soul sound, Mm. and I was really in the mood for some nice, relaxing, chill beats, and that's what he was to me, and his vocals are so soothing, I almost fell asleep, because I really enjoyed it, (laughs) which is a good thing. (laughs) But... But I, I like his sound, and there was a song he did that he rapped in, and I freaking loved it. Oh, what song was that? I can't remember. I know what song you're And I didn't about. write it down because I was listening to him super, super late at night and I didn't have a pen and pencil, but I loved his rap and actually I wanted to hear more of it mm. because I really, really freaking loved it. But I, he was one of those artists I'm not sure still how to react to completely, Mm-mm. but from what I've heard, like Document was one of my favorite ones. And I just really like the sound. It reminded me of the old school R&B soul mm. that you don't hear anymore. Oh, and I yeah. love old school R&B and soul. 
what's what's it it's what's interesting too is he's one of the first artists that we'll talk about on this list that actually composes for other artists here so once he composed uh she, uh, she, is, she is summer song I, be, I believe that she's your name or whatever i think that's what it's called but you know when he composes songs it's really good because that's probably one of my favorite she is summer songs once we get there but yeah like like i said it's like what you just said luna starting off with ride was really rough <laughs> yep I, I think you just gotta get and you can't judge a person on one song and i think that's what happened last time because we only really had ride and when that's all you have and that's all you hear, you know, you're going to put them dead last. No offense to Tendre, but hearing a lot more of his music, it really did change my perspective. And it really brought me back to that nostalgic of me listening to a lot of the older R&B. And I loved it. Mm. Uh, to bring it back, he did Call Me In Your, Call me in your Summer. The one for She Is Summer. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was the composer for that song. Hmm. And you can I tell. Can hear it now. Yeah, yeah, you can really, really tell. <laughs> but yeah, going on up, it is Ao Harumaki. And oh boy, since the release of their first album back in July, they are a four member pop rock band. And, you know, their high energy is so, so alluring that I just loved. But they fell off the face of the earth since, <laughs> since then. <laughs> And I've been patiently waiting to see what they're going to do next, but maybe because they're so young, they're trying to enjoy their life, yeah? Very true, you know? I mean, even though you love music, you also want to have fun with your life and get to do things you wouldn't normally get to do when you're older, so. Yeah, so. With that, what about you, Renfro? How'd you like Ao Harumaki? Yeah, so Ao Harumaki, speaking of their youth, I believe all the members are 19 years old, right? So yeah. like you can definitely hear it in their sound. Their sound really just uh, exuberates the carefreeness of their youth. Really, they don't take themselves too seriously. Uh, it's all about having fun, right? Just it's basically like your skater punk kind of pop punk kind of stuff, right? So it's 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 great music. Um, every song, let's see, yeah, there's a genuine sense of wanting to have fun, which is really driven by the keyboardist uh, Andrew's, you know, his uh, playful synth tones and riffs, and also. Uh, the vocalists Akiyama Saru's uh, vocal delivery, um, I also really enjoy. Like, ah, uh, something about it. Like, um, he just the way he sings is just very matter of fact. So, it's like he's not trying to sound good. He's just like singing, and there's something really like honest and like just young and carefree about it. And so it's, you know, listening to their music, you, you put you in a good mood, right? So I really enjoy listening to Ao Harumaki. My favorite song is probably Yo-In. That's uh, one of the songs they have a video for. So, mm, mm, mm. so I I thought they were fun. Um, Ao Harumaki. I remember enjoying them last time. They kind of reminded me of the, I guess you could say, punk rock bands kind of from the early 2000s. Yep, definitely. Mm, definitely. So, and being honest, I was a fan of those back in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it gave me that that nostalgia vibe again. And I, 
I found him really interesting. So that's kind of what made him stick out to me a little bit because you don't see that as much as we used to, I feel like, in Japan. Or maybe I'm just not looking hard enough. Mm. But I really did like some of the guitar work in their songs, especially in Kimi no Jumpu. So, and that was my favorite song by them, actually. But I like the high energy they had in a lot of their songs, so. These guys are awesome. They're actually one of my absolute favorites on this list. Uh, I loved every one of the songs that they had on YouTube. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit that they're not producing music right now. But, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll come out of it and we'll get to hear more of it. They certainly do have, I think the last time we talked about them, we talked about them having this, like a an anime-ish style and mm, mm, mm. and I, I think that's one thing that I find really appealing is like because they do it's like it just sounds like when you listen to their music it really sounds like something that belongs at the front of an anime it just does I don't know why it's just like it just does and like I just love these guys like they, they have really good energy they look like they're having fun in their music videos and I I absolutely love these guys and Ringo Ame is my favorite song they do same for mine same for mine but I just love the summer fest that's why uh, that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah continuing on from Al Hadamaki is Stella and first and foremost I must say push F because push F to pay respect <laughs> yeah they, they they fell off the face of the earth nothing nothing was updated from any of their social media since September of last year <laughs> So, yeah, it hasn't been too long, but I mean, so, and with no official statement, we don't know, but press F, you know, anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, they are a four-member pop rock band, and they did a lot of things to be nostalgic, like, really a lot of things to be nostalgic, <laughs> and I was looking forward to seeing what was next for them, but to no avail, nothing has happened since then, <laughs> so... Let's start with you, Luna. How did you did your thought changed about them since we initially talked about them? Stella, no, I still really like them. Mm. They have that nostalgia sound that brings me back to '90s J-pop, such as Dream and Speed, and you know that type of group. I love the poppy mix with the electronica, and I'm really disappointed that they haven't done anything since we really last talked about them. Cinderella Tick and Night Blue are really freaking good. Mm. So I, I'm wondering where they're at or what's going on. Yeah. Yep, I think all of us are. Gotta look for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I love these girls. I, I hate that they're gone silent on us. Like They have a few songs on Apple Music and... That's mostly what I've listened to is like the songs that they have on there and every one of the songs is great and yeah, they they do have like that older like 90s style and is is definitely done really well and uh, maybe we'll hear something soon. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully. But yeah, lastly, what about you, Renford? Yeah, so uh, talking a little bit more about them not updating any social media it's i guess you know so september it's not that long but the thing that alarms me the most is the fact that for all of their individual like social media accounts right they're a four-member group 
and they all have like their twitter accounts like on their page too right and like literally none of them have posted anything so that's that's a little weird right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a little because you, you see all other groups where like they're, they're not active anymore but like they post on like their their own like account right mm. but mm-hmm. i don't know they're just like completely silent so who knows what's going on but Anyway, I guess uh, building off of what everyone else said uh, for their sound, yeah, just um, they really keep it like true to like the original city pop sound of like the the eighties and nineties. Like, I feel like it's such a buzzword uh, of a genre, right? In this day and age, and like a lot of groups are like trying to, you know, I guess revisit that sort of sound with a new sort of twist to it. But I feel like. Stella just really tries to throw it back, like as closely to how it was back then, and so it actually sounds fresher, right? Because no one else is doing that. Um, they really sound like they could have come from a time when, you know, uh, again, famous tune "Plastic Love" was on heavy rotation on the radio stations across Japan, with their uh, synth-driven, just funky bass-laden, you know, idol-styled vocal sound. It's it's great. I would love to hear more from them, and hopefully, we hear from them soon. Yeah. I really, really hope that they're alive <laughs> first. Oh, the drummer po- uh, posted something, so maybe but they're fine. I think the drummer is because she was part of what was it? She's part of that. She's part of Lucky Tapes's Moon music video. That I would assume that's the reason why she posts about it all the freaking time. <laughs> Because she looks fairly similar to the girl there. Or maybe I'm just being racist. But. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Continuing on is Flu. And they are a three member high energy band. I love them to death. All their songs are only two minutes long. <laughs> Short and sweet and to the point. That's all I care about. <laughs> Let, let's start with you, Brentford. Yeah, so um, as soon as I first heard Flu. The very first thing that came to my mind was the band Melt Banana. Like, for those who are unfamiliar with Melt Banana, they're like a, ro- a noise rock band that, uh, while yeah, pretty unknown domestically in Japan, ha- they have a really huge following um, like internationally due to their unique chaotic sound. They also have, like, um, I think Melt Banana is like two female singer sisters, and they just have this crazy bursty sound similar to flu but um flu very much reminds me of a pure mm. sort of pop punk easier on the ears version of that milk banana sound um from the 90s of like one minute long constantly all over the place just songs like so take take that and make a popular version of it add in a good amount of two-handed guitar tapping temp- tempo and time signature changing math rock elements and you get flu and I really like their sound because uh, this is kind of the music that I do with my band too. Just trying to experiment with different things. So, um, yeah, they're one of my favorite bands. Um, definitely, they're on my my top list, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, what, for better or for worse, I know their sound won't get popular just because it's not really marketable. Something that most people are into. <laughs> but um, yeah, I appreciate the fact that they're just doing their own thing right and they're not trying to you know let popularity or sales really influence just doing what they want to do so yeah. i think i would classify them as experimental rock or math rock no wave pop 
bug sort of thing. So mm-hmm. anyway, and you, Gray? Yeah, for me, I I, I kind of jokingly put uh, that uh, flu is uh, great for anyone in a hurry or has a t- short attention span. <laughs> Because thanks, you're welcome. <laughs> it's, it's it's true. I mean, Bird. Their, their longest songs what a minute fifty eight, I think. Yeah, minute fifty, give or yeah, give or take. Give or take. But it, it's really interesting that they're able to compose what they can in that short time period, and in the composition, like like the time that they have. Uh, like one of the things that I always remember is, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of writers talk about how restraint breeds creativity so by restricting themselves to these minute long and these you know two you know not even quite two minutes it helps really breed like this creativity and this the sound that they're able to produce and and grow and it's very fascinating and interesting and i like there's not a band i personally know of that's remotely like them and I find them very, very fascinating, and they're definitely interesting. Oh, man, I, I wish I could go see them live, because I know that it's only going to be 40 minutes, and I would knock out 10, <laughs> 10 songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, like, it, it, it'd be like, yeah, it wouldn't even be an hour. How long was their last uh, album? Wasn't it like 20 minutes? Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was about 28 minutes. Yeah, yeah there you go, full album. <laughs> and lastly you luna what'd you think about them i remember you were kind of liking them but you weren't sure yet <laughs> so i actually do like their energy and i love how short the songs are because since they're straight to the point after each song is over you really want more you're like that's it that's the whole song i want another one so I feel like because of that, it gets you excited for more of their music. And they really do put a jump in your step with how high energy and fun they are. So I think they'd be amazing to see live because you would be really hyped that whole time. So. Mm-mm. Most definitely. Most definitely. And with their latest mini album just dropping, you know, up. I- probably have to get that too seven tracks in 50 minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. yep 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 but yeah continuing on from flu it is sony plus joe jackal and they haven't done much stuff but i can kind of understand why because this is a collab unit i they weren't going to do stuff much long but the songs that they did produce was amazing i love sony very very much so I, I want to see more stuff by them because Joe Jackal, he is traditionally a bass player for a pu- punk rock band, so it'd be good to see him step out and experiment with different types of compositions that he has to do with EDM and and, dis- and just DJing and stuff like that. So it's pretty, pretty interesting, nonetheless. Start with you, Gray. Yeah, for me, uh, Sony in general, I love Sony's voice. To me, I, I think she's honestly the best thing about the group, or the, the collaboration. Like, her voice is just, I don't want to say magical, but at the same time, I can't honestly think of another word to describe her voice. It's just so enchanting and, and great. Uh, for me, uh, I think it depends on the song. Like, some songs are really, really good, and some songs, I think, like, Jitter Jackal's, like, his musical compositions feel like they're all over the place. 
and they kind of contrast a little bit with her vocals in his in his music. But it's not every song; it's only just a couple of them. And the songs that, uh, you know, they do have that that connectiveness to there. It's just is really really good. Uh, particularly their song "Magical Love," I think is just a really stellar song and definitely one that you should check out. So Sony's voice is amazing, and I freaking love her. And I love how Jittery Jackal's, um, I guess you could say, composition and melodies just really flow with her voice. And I know some Star Club unit, they probably, like you said, won't do too much together. But I would love to hear if Sony just did her own stuff because her voice is so amazing. It's powerful. It's gorgeous. And I love the songs they have out. Um, I had a tie between Dreambreaker and Salt. But they're just amazing. And Sony, Sony sounds so good live. I was watching some of the live performances they had. Fantastic. I, I cannot say enough. And I wish if they had more music out. I understand why they don't. But I want more. <laughs> Yeah, same here. I I would like more from this collab too. Um, I actually was a fan of Atlantis Airport, uh, the band that Sonia was the lead singer um of before, and so I was really sad when I heard that they broke up. But uh, I know she, I knew she was working on other projects, and so when I heard um of Sonia plus Judy Jacko, I wasn't familiar with Judy Jacko at all. But listening to this, jeez, like um going off of um what Luna said, you know, I really like her voice. Like actually, so I like how Judy Jacko kind of used her voice to kind of create like a really haunting sense of atmosphere um, with these songs, and so like there's just a really good um, sense of um, atmospheric techno uh, going on here. I would really like to hear more of. It kind of reminds me of this other collaboration with uh, Salyu and Cornelius. If people hmm. are familiar with that, but uh, that's a little more um, off the wall. Uh, this is more grounded and really. So this is one of my uh, top releases on this list. So best collab I've heard in a long time, actually. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to Ditsy Sumpfis. Good old, good old Japanese punk rock. Full in English, like how it always is, right? <laughs> but yeah, they are a three-member pop rock band, and they haven't been doing much. They did release a new single, and been just touring all the time. However, with the announcement of Aya, the guitarist's marriage to the guitarist of uh, Overworld, and I'm, I'm still mad about that, but whatever. <laughs> that announcement being there, I don't. Oh, I wonder if they're going to continue on. I mean, she wants probably want to have to have a family and stuff like that. Let's hope right? not. Let, let, let's hope, let's, I mean, let's hope that they continue on. It's, sorry, I should clarify statement. You could have a family <laughs> and... Yeah, you can do both. Why not both? You can do both. Yeah. You, use your kid as inspiration for music and keep going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know... Record you know your kid. Yeah, record your kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is that they are on the same day for Rocking Japan... But Ditsy plays first, and Uvaworld plays last. Oh, man. Trying to keep the couple apart. Or so well, they can I mean, attend each other's places. Yeah, that's probably what it is mostly it. That's so that they can attend each other's lives. Because I think they're 
on the no they're both on the main stage actually so not too bad but yeah with that let's let's see how did your opinion change about that if any luna I don't think my opinion changed, but I think I have a new favorite song besides I really enjoyed Dream Is Not Dead last time, but Life of Life is a Suspense is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I love that song. It, yes, it is amazing. And their their music was awesome. They I will say, like last time I said the lead singer reminded me of Kamiki Aya. She totally still does. But she also reminds me of a combination of Kamiki Aya with Avril Lavigne. I don't know why. I think it's because of the style of music, like the punk rock style. And Avril had that kind of going. Kamiki Aya had that going for a while. So I I love this band and I really hope they continue on. And I had no idea she married the guitarist from Overworld. They're engaged. The the girls had no idea. They're engaged. They're not married yet. (laughs) I had no idea. Well, that's, that's very Not recent news. Yeah, so. yeah, that happened like okay. maybe a month ago, if that. Yeah, it was during when you were gone, Luna. <laughs> so. I could see them still continuing on, maybe not doing as much, just because there's a lot of singers who do get engaged and married and still continue on afterwards, so. And I hope they do. Yeah, so uh, you first introduced me to them, um... At your place, right? <laughs> Along with a lot of the other artists. So I'm pretty sure I, I to... introduced a lot of them. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, well, Dizzy Sunfist was on rotation a lot. And uh, yeah, uh, like Luna said, I, I just, I absolutely, I absolutely love Life is a Suspense. That's such a great song. Um, they just really do punk rock so well, right? Because they just have a lot of character. I feel like a lot of punk rock groups really just sort of, you know, get stuck in, like, following the same sort of style and um, both, like, musically and even, like, physically um, as, like, groups in, like, the early 2000s did. But there's just something that really stands out about them, right? I don't know if it's because of Aya and, um, you know, Dizzy Iyama, the bassist, and Aya Pitan, the guitarist. They just have a really good dynamic with each other. I'm not sure what it is, but... um, the songs that they put together are really fun too. Definitely, "Life Is a Suspense" is a great video. I find myself coming back to over and over. And so, uh, yeah, I really hope that they do continue to make music. If they don't, you know, we can enjoy everything they've put out so far. But that's a, that's another thing too. I just want to have long hair with pink and blue highlights, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure my boss would kill me if i did that (laughs) and lastly you gray i know you love them to a t (laughs) what i will say like these guys are high high on my list i love them so much i have their album that they released last year and that that's a really really good album just the whole thing is fantastic and I'll, I'll say, like, like Dizzy Sunfist actually gave me back something that I, I honestly completely forgot about. Because when I was in high school, I loved punk rock. I was into Blink-182. I was into Green Day. I was into all these punk rock bands. And over the years, I just kind of drifted apart from the genre. And I never really went back to it. And Dizzy Sunfist, like, really reignited that that love I have for the genre in me. And I, I do. I, I love them. I will say my, my favorite song is still The Dream Is Not Dead. And because it's because, you know, that was like the initial, that was like the spark, the, the fire that just lit in me, this, this love and passion. And I, 
God, I do. I love them. You know, God bless the family. I hope the kids well. By all means, I don't don't want to wish any harm or whatnot. But please, <laughs> please come back. I don't know what I would do if if you guys broke up or you quit. You're you're great. You're fantastic. Please keep going. I love you guys. Like straight up, straight up. You just have to wait, like. 18 years for the kids to right? so. Technically 16. <laughs> so, yeah, no, 16 te- years, yeah. 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 N- no, Japan, or, know, how, whenever, 12. Whenever they want to start. Oh, yeah, yeah you're, I just, you're right. That's an arbitrary yeah, yeah, number, yeah. 12, 12 works, too. Hey, if the kid wants to make punk rock at, like, 8 years old, then I guess that's a lot less waiting you have to do. So. Well, well I'm, I mean, you have the lead singer, Dizzy Sunfist, and is it the bassist or the drummer of Overworld? I know you just it's said, like, and I, I'm so... It's the guitarist. The guitarist. They're both guitarists. Oh, yeah, yeah, the kid's going to be in some sort of rock. You just know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, Why, well, she just picks up the sax or something. <laughs> I reject you, Mom. I want to play this instead. Okay, okay. We can work that in. <laughs> but yeah... Yeah, Ditsy Sumpfus is always a fun-loving band, and I wish them the the best. And it's too bad we won't be going on the day that they are performing. But yeah, that sounds messy. Hope. That sounds oh messy. man, that that day was that day was gonna be crazy regardless. <laughs> True. Oh, I mean, the opening act is Ditsy Sumpfus, and it closes with Uber World. Yeah. That's insane. But, yeah. Continuing on, it is. I've always struggle to how to pronounce this is it eel or ellie is that how we decided to pronounce them Il? or her l <laughs> eel l l l ely yeah <laughs> wait i think there was like uh, okay i will yeah but you know so when we first did a, a an article about them she just started like literally six months prior, so we gave her the benefit of the doubt, and we didn't really harshly criticize her. Now it's fair game because it's close to a year now since she started stuff, and by God, she is someone to look out for. I will tell you that much. <laughs> I will. I, I will t- agree with you one hundred percent. She is someone that. I know we'll make it big in the industry some way, somehow. And it's 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 exciting to watch. It is very, very exciting to watch. But yeah, with that, let's start with you, Renford. Okay, so I just found out it's supposed to be pronounced Eiru. Eiru? Eiru? Yeah. Eiru. But that's like in Katakana, so I think it's like A, 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 or A. Ale, like the ale. drink. Ale? Maybe ale. Eel. Eve. Well, anyway. Yeah. Um. So, when I first heard her, uh, I think the first song uh, that was linked, uh, it really reminded me of, uh, you know, like another uh, Japanese singer that's you know taking cues from um you know K-pop, but listening to Future Wave really changed my perspective, because like. I think I was talking with you a little bit about this, Ken. Like, just um, 
I don't think she's intentionally trying to like bring together this sort of fusion with like this K-pop style vocals and instrumentation with like this sort of city pop Japanese sort of like fusion, but it really comes together that way. I think it's just because like she's into K-pop and just the way that she sings, the way that um she just like brings her music together. It just it's it 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 feels so fresh and unique, right? I love Future Wave. I I hope it blows up. Um, I really wanted to put her on my top list, but um, it, it was a close one. But I think she has a big future ahead of her. Yeah, she is someone that I will like. I said, you guys gotta watch out for this. If you guys are listening, look out for her in the future, because she's one hit away to making it big. Like one, just one, right? I gotta say, uh, she's another one of those people I actually struggled with a little bit, but I did find like one song I freaking loved, and so that just tells me that I need to spend a little bit more time with her because I agree with you guys. I think she's gonna blow up and she's gonna blow up huge, but her her song Makuake, that thing is lit and on fire. Like I love that song. I think earlier today I said it was, and I quote, "fat, funky, and fresh." So you can take that to the bank. I I love that song. I <laughs> love that song. That song is amazing. And and that's why I was like, you know, I don't understand why I had a hard time finding other songs of her that I liked. Because it's like it's very very rare of me to find one song I genuinely love, and then the rest of it's just I don't. It's like feels like you're throwing spaghetti against the wall. And it's not sticking for whatever reason. But I I, I kind of had that with her, and and so. Today, when we're done, like I already grabbed her album off of Apple Music, uh, her Makuake album, and I'm going to listen to it again and try to see if there's <clears throat> just something that, you know, because, you know, it's, it's been a chaotic week, it's been a little bit of a stressful week, and now that the stress is behind me because I had to move and I just, I just had a lot going on, like maybe, you know doubling it down again you know maybe i'll find something that i like a little bit more because i i did like her voice i liked her sound and i think it just with the week and just everything going on like it just this is one of those times where it's like you know the pieces didn't quite fall into place but you know i really really like makuake go go check it out like that that song is insane what did you think about this about you luna I love her, so I completely 100% agree. She's going to take off. She's going to take off big. And Future Wave is freaking amazing. So is Makuake. Her her vocals are fantastic. I love the style of music. And I didn't think of that, but yeah, she does have that K-pop sound, which I don't know why it didn't dawn on me before. But I like that I like the R and B style and as it's more of the newer R and B, which I still love it. I her first mini album is freaking amazing and I am going to be buying a physical copy of that. <laughs> I look forward to her, uh more of her stuff. I think she is going to do really, really, really well. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm I'm very looking forward to that. And with that, actually, I'm going to have you take charge of this one, Luna, because this is your artist. Okay, so the next one we have is Hiromi. So 
Hiromi is a Japanese R&B singer who she started good while ago. She was actually celebrating her anniversary this year, her 10th year anniversary, if I'm correct. Mm. Very upset I could not go. <laughs> Wish if I could because I tried to see her live when I was in Japan in 2014 and her concerts all sold out. I went to get tickets and they were all sold out in Tokyo. I was extremely disappointed. So some background information on her. She actually studied at the University of Boston and she's won several music awards. She is known for her rainbow voice as she has a, a very good range vocal wise. I, I cannot describe how it is. And it was 222. She was celebrating her 10th anniversary of this year. So it's pretty exciting. I'm really hoping to see some new releases from her. She hasn't released anything too much lately besides her digital single Overflow with Az featuring Azu, who is another Japanese R&B singer. I am looking forward to that one as it's not in the, it's not on iTunes US. So I'm hoping We'll get it eventually. Mm -hmm. But she has been one of my favorite singers since her first mini album, True Colors, came out. And I cannot give her enough praise for her vocal capabilities. She not only sings, she also writes all her own lyrics as well. And she's teamed up with a lot of big artists and producers too. So. I, but I'll just say my, I can't choose a favorite song because I have too many. But if I had to, one of them is Butterflies, Addicted, Teenage Love, I Saw to Tie, um, Complete. So, and she, and because she's under, she's been under so many different record labels, her music videos are scattered throughout her English, her, her name in English, or Romaji and her Japanese name. Mm -hmm. So, and Kanji, so. But I highly, highly recommend her because I freaking love her. Mm. So I'm curious to see here what you all think and if you guys have kind of changed your opinion of her when you re-listen to her music. Um, how about we actually start with you, Renford, since I don't know if you've been exposed to her before. Yeah, so actually, uh, I believe I've heard of her before, considering she's been around, but I don't... I can't say if I've, I've actually listened to her until... Um, uh, the preparation for this podcast but yeah i can definitely tell that she's a, a veteran when it comes to r&b um because to add to um what you said luna about the, uh, her vocal range i think she has a really good control like over her voice she has great vocal control and great a great range of expressiveness in her singing especially in the gentler softer moments um so uh, but that doesn't mean that she's lacking in any suitable song styles. I feel like her gentle, smooth singing voice can fit anything from a piano ballad to a more up-tempo R&B club-esque hit. But I think uh, her voice shines best when given like a slightly, like a, I guess, busy backing track arrangement that isn't too focused around like uh, the melody, allowing her voice's soothing qualities to work as a balancer. So I think mm -hmm. um, I kind of bit off of you. I... Uh, saw that you had butterflies written for um your favorite track so i listened to that that and and uh, the rest of that album and yeah that was really great so i feel like the combination of like butterflies back to back with me is like a really good oh, like demonstration yes. of like 
like her vo vocal capabilities, right? Because like Butterflies is like a really upbeat, really like like fun song. And Mikan says a really smooth, like just really beautiful, like like relaxing, like R and B esque kind of song, right? So I think、mm -hmm. like that combination back to back on that album is really good. So I'm I'm really grateful that I、uh, was introduced to Hiromi through this list. So thank you. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. And what about you,、uh, Gray? What what did I know? You had trouble finding some of her music at first, so I'm curious if you got to check out any of her other、uh, her other tracks. Yeah, I was able to check out a couple of them. I, I will say she has a very nice poppy sound, which I genuinely like, and、um, I think like she really has a good sense of song flow and feel, and her her music's just a lot of fun to listen to. And like the song that really stood out to me was、uh, "Kimi ga itemo inakutemo." I I I had a lot of fun with that song, and and I I felt like that was just a a little fun, nice little fun pop number that that you can just listen to and just like dance to and stuff.、Oh, thank you. And what about you, Ken? What did you think? Well, you know, with with her, it's good old. Ots and teens R and B, and she has such a Western style, and I love that. And there's, there's that. Her song Tequila Sunset comes into mind as one of her best songs, and how her melody just mixes in with the vocals, and it's just, just magical in my mind. And That's what it's like for a lot of her songs, actually, and I was quite surprised. You know, I took it as a grain of salt the first time we went through this around, but after listening, and you know, it helped that you gave us like a good amount of songs to to listen to. That really helped me understand her just a bit more than the last time we went through this. So thank you for that, obviously. Oh, you're welcome. I I know her music's a little bit harder to find on YouTube just because of her. How she has her name spelled, so and I follow all the channels she's been under. <laughs> <laughs> But she's an artist I followed for so long, and I'm so glad that other people have gotten to listen to her. And I think that Western R and B is one thing that I've always liked about her is she is that she brings the Western sound along with the Japanese sound to Japan. So a good mixture. But yeah, with that. Let's continue on to Boundary. Boundary is a three-member rock band that you know brings back those pop punk days of the yesteryears. And you know, I'm kicking myself of why I stopped following them in the first place. Mostly because the bassist is the one of the people that I'm teaching English to. <laughs> so I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit. Plus, I love gorillas. Mm. Yeah, you gotta get on that. <laughs> Come on. I'm just making the the face of you know DK. I don't know.、Ooh. But yeah. <laughs> What did you think about them initially, Gray? Because I know they're girl、uh, girl rock band, so that's an instant win for you. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. These 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 girls are really really high on my list. I I really loved their their music.、Uh, they're like they have a couple of songs on YouTube, and 
I tried to listen to everything I could find about them. I I do think Timer is probably their best song, but like they their song Sayonara is also just really good and is a fun catchy beat to it. And I I I really want to hear more from these girls because they they do have a limited pool, but I they just have a very uh like they just have very powerful and memorable music and you know, I just want more. And I, I like ever since I heard them, I really, really like them. And I remember the first time that we covered them, I, I was, I really, really liked them. And I thought it was so cool that you were like, Oh yeah. The, you know, the, the, you know, I, I teach English to the bassist and I was like, Oh man, this, that's so cool. And, and so, you know, I would love to talk to the band and, and, you know, see what, you know, see what plans they have, see if they have anything new coming up because I really, really like them. And I, I think like they write really good music. And so I can't wait to hear more from them. Yeah. So Boundary um, is very much like a band from the garage rock revival period of the early 2000s, except Japanese female fronted and founded in 2015. <laughs> so like, um, they remind me a lot of like Drops, right? Another band that we've written about. So um, the vocalist Yuki definitely has some great inner voice akin to Remy from either Glim Spanky or Nakano Mi- Miho from, you know, Drops, but only slightly so. In fact, I'd say that um, they have a slightly cleaner sound than Drops does. Um, I really like the song Timer. Um, I found it just stuck in my head before I realized it. So it, yeah, it's it's in rotation in my mind. And um, have they released anything recently? Yeah, they released uh, I think a new song earlier in the year. But... Yeah, they're from. They're from uh, Osaka, I believe, right? So, yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, I would like to go see them at some point, hopefully. But... And lastly, you, Luna? So, I also really, really enjoyed them. Um, I I love the... I like the lead singer's vocals, and I like their music style, so I'm looking forward to hearing more from them. Baby was a really, really catchy song, and it's just that punk rock feel of the girl rock bands that always draw me in. I don't know what it is, but they always make me love them. Mm-hmm. That is That is so true. They have something, something there that I just love. Mm-hmm. And rounding out is Penguin Rush. They are a four-member like jazz fusion style band. What would you classify them as, Redford? Uh, I guess the same thing as like Ink and whatnot. I, I guess jazz, pop, neo soul kind of fusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to put them under one label. So. Yeah, yeah. It's like an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they've... Miu's vocals are on point, as usual, and they've been releasing a lot more than just Rhett from the last time I've I've uh, checked about them. And, you know, they are, like... They're, they're a group that I can see blowing up also because they, they love that style of music, and I know that it's becoming really popular now, so they kind of invested in a little bit early 
Now, hopefully, they can cash out on the right time, too. But, yeah, what had you first liked about them, Gray? Uh, well, like, when I was in high school, I was actually a member of jazz band. So, you know, like, anything that sounds a lot closer to traditional jazz, I tend to gravitate toward. And like Penguin Rush, they they do. They really sound like um, like a jazz band, but just like with a little rock infused into it. But it's I think I think they lean a little bit more to the jazz side of things, and I that's what I really like about them. Like they have a good sense of style and and melody, and and honestly, I actually have their their album that was released on Apple Music, and I I think I've only listened to it like one or two times. But, you know, I, I keep meaning to get to it and listen to it more because I do really like Penguin Rush. I think they have a good blend to it. And, you know, you know jazz is like, it's like comfort food for the soul sometimes. And, you know, I just, I just enjoy listening to it. So I can, I, I can, I can kind of connect a little easier with jazz. And, and I, I, I really, really liked it. There's some Machiko is really really great it's got a fun little light beat to it and so definitely check that one out and yeah no i really like penguin rush um i don't think so i really i still really really like their style and I actually i loved red before but i actually have two new favorite songs uh, i don't know if i'm saying this right is it res resentment res resentment um yeah i believe it is we'll, we'll just say yes <laughs> we'll just say yes push yes we'll to agree. Yes. yes and uh le fleur de mal mm. le fleur de mal yes 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 so yes. this is a french title but it had a japanese title at first and then when you click on it it actually had a french title <laughs> if you know what i mean Parle, i don't know parlez-vous français Ch uh, a little bit <laughs> du a little bit je m'appelle ken Je m'appelle Luna, tu s'appelle. I can do enough to get me around in Paris, but I asked a lot of parlez-vous français. I have parlez-vous anglais when I was over there. Omelette du fromage. But I really did. I still really, really like them. They had a good mix of... I mean, they were... I love their jazz fusion and I think Mio had a really good, a unique voice that made them stand out. And I'm excited for their, they're releasing a second album, aren't they? Yeah, they just dropped it. <laughs> That's what I thought, because I think when I was like starting to re-listen to them, I'm like, oh, they got another album coming out. But I am really enjoying a lot of their newer songs, so I'm so glad we're seeing more than Rhett. And I can't, I can't wait to see where they go from here, too. I, I need to get that second album. Yeah, so Penguin 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 Rush, sorry. Uh, I think they're really smooth. Um, I definitely agree with what Gray said about um them being more jazz oriented. Um, I definitely think compared to all the other sort of lounge neo soul sort of funk hybrid artists that we talk about on this list, like Ink and Showmore, um, they're by far the most like straight smooth jazz of the lot, right? I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Penguin Rush's sound is a lot more piano centered right then um with with a little bit of uh like rock like guitar and other elements ad added in so um it's interesting that 
that's the take that they have. It makes them sound unique. And I also think that Mayu's voice is really um, clean and smooth. I think, uh, yeah, rather than... Um, she isn't as rich and soulful, but like her, 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 her voice is really smooth and easy to listen to. So, yeah, I enjoyed all the songs I listened to. Uh, Rhett was my favorite song. And uh, I haven't been able to... I think I listened to their new album one time. I would like to listen to it again. But yeah, after that, it is the lovely Jungri. And with that, I'll have you take over again, Luna. All right. So we kind of talked a We did go over Jungri last time. So she is a, I would say, Japanese pop singer. More, I guess I classify it as pop. She has a lot of piano-based music. So she has actually been around for a good while. I want to say she got her start in around high school, early college. She was under Sony record label. She released two, two studio albums, a best album, several singles. I have been a fan of her since Possession. And that was her debut single under Sony and... I still love her, and she actually had left the music industry for a while. She went back to college, and she came back last year with a digital single called Purple Cloud, which is a completely different style change in my opinion. I mean, it's a very... She has very relaxing music, especially with the piano-based, or... And plus, even her upbeat songs have a lot of piano bass. But this one was super chill, super mellow, like R&B chill mellow. And she could easily pull off R&B, so I'm not surprised. With her vocals, she is bilingual. So for... She's one, and I'm surprised she hasn't released more since Purple Cloud. She does have a new digital single coming out entitled Element which comes out July, I want to say 16th, but let me check Instagram because if you check her out on Instagram, she keeps you updated with her releases and she's doing several release parties. Um, my favorite song is still one of them is Lullaby For You, which was under Sony. I also love that she, on her YouTube page, she actually has all original songs that she has sang and wrote herself. Many of them are piano-based, and the videos are really fun and cute, too. I'm really enjoying her new style. Um, it is July 16th. She It'll be a single release party called for Element. It'll be at Shibuya Eggman. But I am extremely ecstatic about this one i also say unhappy is one of her original songs i really love that was very very well done with the piano and her voice is just amazing she has a very good range um here to stay is another one of her original ones it's more of a christmasy song but i really really love it and i want to say i wish if her original songs were available on itunes which they are not um if you can find her debut song possession that is an amazing song. Just the the beat, her voice with it. It is super catchy. And there is also a English version of it too. But I'm curious to hear what you guys think. And if you've changed your mind. Or if you've had a chance to dive into some of her Sony music. If, you have, if you've never heard it. Um, 
we'll start with you, Renford, because I don't, I know you weren't on here when we talked about John Green last, so I'm curious about your opinion of her. Yeah, so, um, I, I used to be a fan of John Green back in the day. I actually own a physical copy of Close to Fantasy, so, um, yeah, I did not know that she came back last year, and, uh, occasionally I used to think, like, oh, you know, I really miss John Green. She was really good back in like 2000 and I believe it was like 2006 or 7. Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad that she's back. Um, yeah, and her, with her style change, right? Because before, I guess she was like 18 when she released um, music under Sony and EMI, right? So now yep. she's back and she's doing more R&B as opposed to like the pop music. She had like pop, upbeat pop, and like piano ballads and stuff back then, right? Mm-hmm. But now, yeah, Purple Cloud really surprised me because, like, not only is it very different from what she used to do, but she pulls it off really well, right? Because I feel like her, you know, it's been what over 10 years, right? So she's like a lot more mature, you know, as a, yeah. um, as a like a singer as a composer as a person right so i'm I, I think she's really able to pull off this more mature sound like really well and in fact despite being a fan of how like she sounded back in the day i feel like this might be a better suit for her voice than that so um yeah i think she's a great singer songwriter i love the tracks that she penned for other people as well i love the new music that she put up uh, on her youtube channel i can't wait to get more physical releases so i can add Same. that to my That's, collection that i'm waiting for that too i also own a copy uh, copy of close to fantasy and i also have best tracks and uh and uh, love forever i i loved her music but i do agree i think her mature sound is it, it's a good fit for yeah her. it actually fits it really well it's really different and I, I wasn't sure what to expect but yeah it, it really works like you know I, I you know really liked position like hop step jump my my all for you she had so many great songs on her first album I, I liked every, every mm-hmm. single one of them it's been years since I heard them I haven't been able to listen to them in Japan because I don't have the CD with me and I they're not available on Spotify so I uh, feel exactly the same as you do Luna I wish they were available but oh well um what about you gray what what did, did your opinion change a little bit on her I honestly don't remember my old opinion of her so I, I don't know <laughs> like I guess if you want to go back and listen to my initial <laughs> thoughts on her and compare like you can do that but I, like it's just has been it's been so long. I I just don't remember. I will say like like for me like Purple Cloud is a really good showcase of her voice and like like her vocal range and what she can do. But at the same time, like Purple Cloud for me is not really a song I really like or care much for. So for me personally, I I almost actually wrote her completely off, and then I heard Unhappy. And then absolutely fell in love with her. So, like, I was, I was really glad, like, I kind of waited and and really and waited. And I found, like, a song that just really, really just loved. And, like, I love the fact that, like, she plays the piano. Because I didn't know, like, she played the, the piano and song. I didn't know, like, she was, like, 
that dual talent sort of thing. And, and so they, it was a nice surprise because in the unhappy music video, like you, you actually watch her play the, the, the keyboard while she's singing the song. And I mean, her, her vocals are just on point. So yeah, like, no, I, I really, really like Jongri. I'm, I'm kind of glad that we were able to cover her because you know, I would, I probably would have never have given her much of a second, especially, especially just like, cause you know, Pearl Claws is such a slow song and uh, yeah, I, I do tend to gravitate toward something a little bit more upbeat, but yeah, like unhappy, just, you know, just spoke to me and I, I just, I loved that song. That song was amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Unhappy is one of those tracks that you you can sense her emotion that she's running through with that track, and it's beautifully saddening. And you can tell that in just how she performs it. It's it's something that you know. With her stuff now, that I'm I'm starting to take a little bit more of an attention towards her. With this so-called like fresh reboot, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's good that she's still continuing on, and that her her voice is still going to be heard some way somehow. I agree. Um, did you have any other? I wasn't sure if there was uh, anything else you wanted to say, Ken, about her. No, you guys actually hit the nail on the head. A lot of both of you guys. So. <laughs> Everything that I did want to say was already spoken of, so it's, you know, like I said, I'm happy that uh, I got to sit down and listen to Jungri again. Very, very happy. Yeah, about that. really, okay. really. I, I'm glad that she's back because, like, there are, yeah, so many artists just like stop and like you just want more music from them and like you just never get it from most of them, and so. Fortunately, Zhongli's oh. back. She's back. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yep. And thus ends the part one of our Corners podcast. Hopefully, you'll like this type of format as we'll get into part two fairly soon. You can find us all at the lovely social media sites at Ongakudu at Instagram and Twitter. You can find our affiliates, Koryu Hunter at twitch.tv slash koryuhunter k-y-o-r-y-u-h-u-n-t-e-r you can other also find our other affiliate timber taff who's a twitch streamer you can find him at twitch.tv slash timber taff t-i-m-b-e-r-t-a-f-t you can find me at o-t-y-ken-1 you can find the site at ongakudu.cam you can find Gray at Ongaku Gray. You can find Luna at Luna Marie eighty seven, and you can find Renford at Renford D. I want to say thank you very much, and stay tuned for part two.